0: Welcome to ModPath Chat, the official podcast of Modern Pathology, featuring interviews with authors and experts on the latest science, technology, and developments in the field of pathology. Your host, Dr. George Netto, is the Editor-in-Chief of Modern Pathology and the Chair of Pathology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Here's Dr. Netto. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of our podcast. It's a real pleasure to be joined today by Professor Ian Cree from the International Agency for research on cancer IARC in Lyon, France. Professor Cree is head of the WHO tumor classification, so he's responsible for the entire WHO Blue Books series. He's an honorary professor of pathology at the Institute of Ophthalmology at the University College London and at the University of Coventry. Professor Cree has published over 270 papers and nine books. And uh, he's uh, critical for all these uh, new Blue Book series in the fifth edition that uh, many people are working on. He's with us today on behalf of of a group of distinguished international co-authors to discuss the recent open access publication in modern pathology. So it's an open access, so all the audience can reach and read it for free. And the publication, who would have believed it's on counting mitoses? Thank you, Ian, for accepting my invitation.
1: Thank you very much, George. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and uh, thank you very much, too, for allowing us to publish um, this paper in, in Modern Pathology. Um, it's uh, not something I thought I would be doing at the end of my career, having done it at the beginning of my career. Um, but uh, for some reason, in certain sectors of, of pathology, the message didn't get through. And the oh. message is very simple, and it is that if you're counting mitoses, you need to do it per millimetre squared, um, because high power fields vary in size. And they vary quite significantly. The area of variation is about, well, it's been calculated as up to six times. Um, that was a fairly old paper, but uh, it's certainly significant, and it may be significant to patients on occasion. So it's worth getting it right.
0: So so let me get this right. So you're saying the variation in what we different, you know, we all grew up counting mitosis per high power field and you seem to be you and the group uh, to be on a crusade uh, for us to change that, uh, certainly in the blue books, uh, which is uh, after reading this paper, I fully understand. Now, uh, Uh, but you're saying six time variations? So I could be calling some size high power field and my colleague could different microscope. So why is that? Why why, why so? so
1: Well, microscopes differ. The manufacturers use different uh, objectives, different eyepieces, and uh, depending on the age of your microscope, I'm afraid, George, as well as the, <laughs> the pathology, it's, uh, it's, actually, uh, it's actually something that can, can vary. So it's, it's been the case for many years. I mean, this is not new. Um, uh, Whitehead and Ellis, I think, were the first one in 1981, I saw that. Uh, which yeah. is before I qualified as a doctor. <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty old. Um, and certainly when I was growing up in Scotland, um, you know, uh, I had to read my Robert Burns and I knew that facts were chills at dinner wing. it cannot be disputed. So uh, you better count things because otherwise you didn't know very much about them. And counting things was something that pathologists at that time did a lot. We did a lot of image analysis, um, very straightforward stuff and very banal by today's automated systems. But, um, you know, with the move to digital pathology as well, uh, the high power fields on digital pathology systems vary in area quite significantly, um, and they're not round. So that's that's, that's a bit of a problem.
0: That's that's, a... A point that we don't pay attention to that when you're talking about a scanned image is a square, a rectangle, and where the high power field we all look at is is a circle. And and I must say I learned uh, that uh, even even if you're talking a forty x four hundred and if you use a ten objective and uh, between different models between the lens that field does does vary too. So it's not just a matter of what x you're on, what what kind of lens you're using. Correct.
1: No, it's not. It's, not. it's, it's, it's This is at 400, 400 times. The field size uh, varies by up to six times. Wow. Um, I did a little study of my own when I was at Moorfields. Uh, not on mitosis. We were counting vessels. Oh. We were doing microvessel counts in, in uveal melanoma. And uh, we discovered that the microscopes in the department, in just in that small department, and we didn't have that many microscopes, um, varied by a factor of four. So it was a factor of four in area. And that meant that you called something, you know, it was somewhere between four and 16 mitoses per millimetre squared if it was somewhere in the middle, you know. So it was, it was an enormous amount of, um, enormous difference. And it, and, and it can make a difference to grade. It can certainly make a difference to diagnosis on occasion. Um, the irony is that some of, the, some of the things where we still seem to have a problem um in counting per high power field rather than per millimeter squared, many many people have switched. I mean the, the melanoma field, the, the CNS um, and uh, breast, they all switched some time ago. Um, and even in some of the blue books there's been a um, a table of, of all the different sizes of high power field for a given, um, size of uh, area of the high-power field. And it, it's, it's something that's, that's totally passed a few people by, I think. I mean, one of the problems is, of course, that if it's been done for high-power field and been found to be prognostic, that's valid for that study. But it isn't valid if you then apply it to something else, a different microscope. So um, going backwards is actually quite tricky. Uh,
0: true. And, and like you said, so... It's not only used at times as prognostic, but time really deciding something is malignant versus benign, and and with such yeah. variations, of course we never depend on just one factor, but that this could be what tips you over and you're really counting uh, the wrong thing. So, so the recommendation, if if we were to continue, we'll come to the digital in a second, but the recommendation is uh, is to count uh, per standard. International units. Can you can you share with us what what? Yes. Recommendations?
1: Um, standardized. The standardized international unit is the meter, or the obviously parts of meters, uh, and millimeters squared seems to be the one that everybody has used in this setting over the last um, well four decades, and uh, it's it certainly stood the test of time. It seems to work. Of course, you do have some other alternatives. Um, the mitotic count is what we don't normally deal with in pathology. Um, because that's what you can do on a slide most easily. Mm -hmm. You can do a mitotic count index, but then you have to count all the cells in which you're counting the mitoses as well. So you'll be counting thousands of cells. Um, uh, That's a job for artificial intelligence if I ever found one. Um, And certainly there are good artificial intelligence systems that will give you a mitotic index. Uh, rather like a Chi-67 index. But that is a percentage of the cells that are in mitosis at any one time. And then the alternative to that is the mitotic rate. But to do that, you've actually got to label the cells that are in mitosis um, and follow them in time because it's a time measurement. So when pathologists talk about mitotic rate and mitotic index, they don't usually mean that. They usually mean mitotic count. And again, that's something we need to be just probably a little tighter on in in publications particularly.
0: That's, that's uh, absolutely true. You know, so rate versus index versus count and uh, here we're focusing on count really what, uh, and as, as many of the audience know, this affects a lot of fields, especially in GYN, smooth muscle, extra uterine, smooth muscle and, and soft tissue, other soft tissue lesions. So, so it's good for us to, to standardize, but uh, another issue that I wanted to remind, so it's not just saying what is the, area, surface area that I'm measuring in or uh, counting my mitosis, uh, You're in the paper you emphasize and rightly so that we need to say how we're doing that. Are we doing hotspot versus, because that, that makes a huge difference.
1: Yes, it does. Um, and whether you're doing hotspot counting, which is the standard within, for instance, breast cancer grading, um, or whether you're doing um, random grade, random counting, uh, can make quite a considerable difference. Um, I think most uh, mitotic counts are now on hotspots. Mm-hmm. But then again, how you define your hotspot and how you count around that hotspot, particularly with you're supposed to use contiguous fields, but of course, if they're round, you're going to miss the bits between the round, you know, at the edges of the, uh, edges of the circle. So um, you, which you may not on a digital system, which is rectangular. So there are some differences there as well, which really haven't been been looked at and probably not desperately significant. But um, it is a question of finding, you know, in small biopsies, of course, enough to count in the first place. So uh, I think there are, there are issues and it's important to say what you've done. Um, that's true of any paper, of course, but it's it certainly as true in this as it is in anything else that saying what you've done and why you've done it is the important thing.
0: And do it consistently. So uh, I think uh, the answer is going to be sounds like digital and AI. Uh, so can uh, can you share with us your your view on that and uh, what? Well, I've, I, yes, I've, I,
1: I've I've certainly been involved in in some AI mitotic counting uh, peripherally, and uh, it's. Um, Recognizing mitoses down a microscope is as difficult for an AI system as it is for a human being. Um, and, and we do actually vary in that. So, pathologists vary a bit in how they recognize mitoses and what they call the mitosis and what they don't. Um, AI systems have similar problems, but they've quantified the problem. Um, and the modern systems are actually as good as the pathologists on mm. that. So, uh, depending a bit on tissue, um, it's not been done on every tissue or every tumor type, but it's certainly. Uh, some of the the published results are looking very good. And there was actually a competition, which um, some of you may not know about, Mm -hmm. um, which is a competition between AI teams uh, to get the best mitotic counts. Um, And uh, uh, it was run, at one point, it was run by one of the the groups I was working with in the UK. And uh, um, uh, it's really quite exciting to see how, Good, the AI systems are now at recognizing these
0: things. You guys seem to be bored <laughs> competing with uh, AI counting my I guess during COVID, uh, we all we all had to find something to do. So <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yes. <laughs> no. All jokes aside, it's it's extremely important issue and. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, this is the kind of, and this is why I love this publication. And by the way, we didn't allow, we were honored to uh, to publish it. I mean, the list uh, of international. Uh, people and authors on, on it include uh, Bill Travis, Poey Hontan, and uh, Doctor uh, Scolier, Richard Scolier, who was our guest a couple of uh, episodes ago. So, so clearly, you guys know what you're talking about, and this is really an important issue. But looking, uh, digging deep in the paper, you know, we don't think about that. Is is when we're counting in a in a high power field, and now we're gonna do it in square. Millimeters, it really matters. Uh, back to your index issue: how big the cells are, and uh, because uh, you're counting lesser cells, do you have stroma? How much stroma? And you mentioned the interobserver variability. So, yes. hopefully, coupled with IRC AI, can can bypass uh, all these issues and and start giving us an index uh, or or account that is uh, consistent.
1: Yes, I think that within particular tumor types, it's it's probably okay. Um, it's not 100% and never will be so there is going to be some variation whatever you do and uh that i think we have to accept but you're right um using uh some of the the histone for instance uh stains you can get reasonable index data um and uh you know we've already mentioned ai which is another way of doing the same thing really um it, it's uh, and then, uh, again, you've got Ki67, so Ki67 is is another option uh, for looking at proliferation because that's really what we're after. We're after a measure of proliferation, how fast is this tumour growing? Um, and then there are also issues of fixation which affect uh, mitotic counts just as they do uh, Ki67. So it's... Uh, it's not um, a one size fits all approach, and you do the more you get into this, the more complicated you realize it actually is right.
0: like ischemia time and and all that so it's, exactly. not, it's never going to be a perfect science, but at least if we all stick to square millimeters and indicating how we did it and start using it exactly like the study that showed showed the significant, or lack of, uh, we will be better off. Uh, you mentioned in the paper. Uh, about whole slide imaging, even averaging like in an entire tumor, is that you think that that could be of value on different slides and scanning? Um,
1: it, it's certainly something that the AI systems can do. I'm not sure that most of us as pathologists would be willing to do it. Um, it's a little bit more bef- beyond. Be, I, I think it's beyond our attention span, isn't it? But it's certainly something that 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 the AI systems don't worry about. Um, so, yes, you can do it on whole slide images, and that's exactly what the AI systems do. And they'll even produce a map for you of where the, the mitoses are, and you can see the hotspots. There's, there's some very nice papers out there on that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I think it, it is probably time as well. I mean, the other thing to say is that if it's an older paper that's used high-power fields um, and perhaps the treatment's changed as well, then there may be two reasons to redo the study. Because if the treatment's changed and you're using it for prognosis, for instance, then it's, it's not as relevant today as it was when it was done uh, earlier with high-power fields. So there, isn't, there is actually a reason to go back and do some of these again, quite apart from the, the high-power field millimetre square this year.
0: Which will we- be great to grow yeah. uh, uh, some new investigators uh- scholarly activity and and have great uh, new articles and uh, and which you you touch upon also and something that we plan on adopting that uh, journals and and clearly you the the fifth series i realize you uh you insist that that's the only acceptable way of mentioning uh, mitotic counts is uh, per square millimeters so many yeah. journals also we have to move to that and and uh, force the the writers, the authors, to, to adopt that method?
1: Yes, I think it, 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 some already have, and, and did, did quite a while ago, actually. Um, some have been, been slower to adopt it. Um, it it's, there's been a lot of variation in how well this has been adopted across the world for different things, and, and many of those who are authors on the, on the paper um, have published papers saying there's a problem um, and dealt with it in their own fields. Um, And it's really a case of of getting the message across to to everyone that this needs to be done. Um, It's it's not that difficult to do. Um, If you want to know what size your your high-power field is, buying a micrometer slide is is a matter of of a few dollars, pounds, or euros. Um, And, you know, they're widely available. So it's, it's an easy thing to do. And uh, it makes you know, a difference um, in that you can be certain that you're seeing the same thing that your colleague down the corridor is seeing on his microscope.
0: And, and you add them up to get to a, your square millimeter. Uh, That's right. And go from there. So what,
1: we've, what we've done in the, in, in the fifth edition is we've actually, where the tradition has been high power fields uh, and where we can find the size of the high power field, because many people didn't define them. Uh, in the publications, but where they have been defined, uh, we've given the um, count per millimetre squared, and then in brackets, we've given what that would be for a high power field of a given size, a, st- a fairly normal size, um, because microscopes, as I say, vary. So uh, we've done that in the fifth edition. It's it's certainly very feasible to do that within publications if it matters. Um, but uh, certainly giving the count per millimeter squared should be something I think that's required in, in, in all publications now.
0: Well, uh, it's been a very interesting conversation and enlightening. And thank you very much uh, for uh, accepting to be our guest today. And uh, look forward uh, to future podcasts and future manuscripts from uh, you and uh, your stellar groups. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much.